the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. My friends, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. In the midst of America's greatest crisis since the Civil War. And we are in a civil war, as I have been saying, for decades. Now people are perhaps more aware of it. I'd like you to ask yourself and friends a question. If all of the rioting, forget protesting, all the rioting that has taken place, the destroying of businesses, the burning of businesses, the burning of police cars, if all of this had been had taken place or been, been done by people on the right, how would it be reported and what would be the dominant subject of the news? It would be reported as a new, new German... Yes, it would be reported. This is our, our Hitler youth. Yeah. That's what would be reported. Yeah. That's exactly correct. The, the Democratic Party and the, the media's tacit acceptance of violence mass violence as well as individual violence because of the smearing and defunding of police departments why is that not enough for good people to know they cannot possibly support the Democrats and the rest of the left I have no answer to my question how could a good person vote Democrat? To which, of course, they will answer, how could a good person vote for Trump? Because the answer is, I'm not voting for Trump. I'm voting against the destructive left. If any other Republican were nominated, I would vote for that Republican. What is my choice? If you believe that Donald Trump threatens the country as much as the entire left does, then I have I have really little to say. Your your ability to self-deceive is beyond my ability to convince you that you are self-deceiving. And that's what it amounts to in a nutshell. Hi there, all. I hope you celebrate July 4th in some way because there's a movement to undo July 4th led by the left, and its major spokesman, the New York Times. Do you uh, recall, did you send me the piece? Did I see it on my own? I, I never can fully remember. I can, in fact, I dropped fully. I can never remember. And it is about the woman who directed this lie of the New York Times of 1619 being our founding. That They dug up something she wrote years ago about hating America. I mean, it was vile. Do you, do you know what it is? Can you find it for me? 
at 11. He just says sure and then does it. That's that's a very a big blessing in my life. Listen to this story. And it'll give you an idea of what the left does to our country. It's it, this is uh Let's see here. I I will find it. Yes, I found it. You have no idea how many websites are open in my computer. This is from The Federalist. A woke mob terrorizes Tennessee smokehouse after false rumors of back-the-blue donation. A Tennessee restaurant was forced to cancel a nearly $1,000 order after woke mobsters launched a harassment campaign based on unsubstantiated rumors perpetuated by local media that it planned to donate the food to a back-the-blue to, to back rally. Shuford's Smokehouse in Chattanooga said its business began receiving online threats from self-proclaimed social justice warriors warning they would tear down the decades-old diner for its apparent donation to a pro-police function. You hear that? The mob, the violent mob, is in control in much of America. And you will vote for the Democrats. Well you will get the country you voted for. And you will suffer for it because every left-wing revolution eats its own. Stalin put virtually every communist supporter, uh, original communist supporter, either killed them or, or put them in horrific conditions in Soviet prisons. French Revolution did the same thing. The left is despicable whether it was France or Soviet Union or the United States. There was no exception to it. Liberals are okay. They're just cowards. Except for the handful who realize what a threat the left is to liberalism. Shuford's owners clarified that the order was no giveaway, but instead a clear-cut business transaction. So do you understand? In Chattanooga, Tennessee... A diner has to defend its life by saying, oh, we we would never support the police. Chattanooga, Tennessee. A lady placed an order Tuesday for food for Saturday. She said she was taking it to the pro-police back the blue rally in Chattanooga. It was just a business transaction. We We did not donate the food, Madison Davis Daughter of restaurant owner Jeff told the Tennessee Star. One of the news channels reported on Thursday that we were supplying the food for the rally. Now, can you, do you, you understand how evil the media are? This is a news story? That a restaurant is, is donating food for a rally? That's a news story? Yes, if you want to destroy anyone who helps the police, it's a news story. The media in Chattanooga are as vile as the media in New York. That's the way it works. 
By the way, isn't uh, did the New York Times start in Chattanooga? Take a look, I think, if I'm not mistaken. In the middle of the 19th century. Take a look. I'm not. It sounds odd to you. I'm sure. Why do you think I said it? I I didn't say it because I you know. Oh, it sounded like I made it up. I didn't make. Take a look. If I'm right, what will you do? You'll just say I was right. Will Will you say? I apologize for the semi smirk. No, <laughs> I, that's not right. There was no semi smirk. It was a full smirk. No smirk at all. Okay. All right. Take a look. So they made it sound like we donated the food and we did not. Whenever they got reported, whenever that got reported is when we started getting threats, threatening phone calls, harassment, nasty negative reviews on our Facebook. Davis said the harassment became so bad for the restaurant that employees took extreme measures to protect themselves. While the smokehouse removed its Facebook page after online trolls caused ratings to plummet. We went from a four, hmm? We went from a 4.8 to a 4 rating in less than an hour because of people blowing it up, calling us nasty things that I really don't want to repeat, Davis told the Star. We finally got a threat that someone was going to burn our building down where we smoke all of our meat in. That is when we decided to cancel. We didn't want to do the transaction anymore. While the restaurant is still standing, the Davises took a hit losing out on a $1,000 order in an era of ongoing pandemic uncertainty in the service industry. Among those leading the online harassment campaign was Chattanooga Black Lives Matter activist Cameron Williams, who later said he would take down posts and videos indicting the restaurant for racism based on false local reporting. He never took it down. They, They did say that they did not supply the food for free and he did not take down his post. I will finish this when we come back. Welcome to America in 2020. This is from Chattanooga, Tennessee. 1-8-Prager-776. As President Trump has a huge announcement for his top supporters, we will be celebrating the 2020 Republican National Convention this summer, and he wants you to enter for your chance to join him. If you win, the team will cover the flight, hotel, and give you VIP passes for yourself and a guest. All you have to do is text COMMIT, C-O-M-M-I-T, to 88022 today for your chance to meet President Trump at the convention again. That's COMMIT to 88022 to enter to win this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be his special guest. Paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. The July 4th weekend approaches, and as we drown in anti-American rhetoric, it's a good time to reflect on why we should be so grateful to live in this wonderful country. That's what I do in this week's Prager University video, Why I Love America. See it at PragerU.com, where we teach what isn't taught. It's an amazing thing that Why I Love America is controversial. That's the that's the legacy of the left, where good is bad and bad is good. 
Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Well, it turns out, here's the connection. Remember I said it started in Chattanooga, and my generally very respectful and and warm, to the extent that the living martyr can be described that way, uh, colleague, producer of the show, found it a bit odd, thought I was actually kidding. And it turns out that in 1896... The publisher of the Chattanooga Times bought the New York Times. And with that and another family connection, it has remained to this day. Yeah, the, the married they married, that's right. Correct. The Oaks and the Sulzbergers. So I, I was largely right. I had remembered this Chattanooga basis of the New York Times. The story out of Chattanooga is, in microcosm, what the left has done. It, it holds decent people uh, in uh, contempt. The story is uh, beyond belief when you think about it. So the back Black Lives Matter Chattanooga activist led this campaign threatening to burn down He didn't threaten, but the campaign did, to burn down the diner because they may have donated food to a back-the-police rally. So, continued. He said he would take down the post and videos if we made a public statement that it was not donated the food. The owner's daughter said, per our attorney's advice, we did that. Instead of following through with his word, he did not take down the slandering stuff. While the restaurant held up its end of the bargain, Williams did not. And instead, his posts remain up rallying his followers to demonize the local small business. And then concludes, In the past, Williams has rooted for America's destruction encouraging rioters to tear down property that is not black-owned while chastising Independence Day as racist. And that is mainstream Democrat and left today. Do you know that? Black Lives Matter is as American as apple pie, as they used to say. The NBA will have Black Lives Matter plastered on on the court. Players will have Black Lives Matter social justice messages on their jerseys instead of their names. And you will go and applaud or watch on TV. To support the police is to support racism. Do you understand how despicable that is? Not to mention how... It really, to, to undermine the police is to increase black death. But as I wrote a couple of weeks ago, headline, the title of my column, the black couldn't care less. Excuse me, the left couldn't care less about blacks. Blacks are to the left what workers were to the communists. Useful. Period. Did communists really care about workers? Oh, you would think so, right? 
That's all they talked about, workers. When they got into power, they act for one of the first things they did was kill union leaders. <laughs> I'm laughing because people learn nothing from history. They're not even taught it. There's nothing to learn. Why do you think I made a video and wrote an article years ago? Why don't? Uh, why isn't the communism as hated as Nazism? By the way, if you want to understand leftism, a lot of people are asking me about it. I got an email yesterday from a gentleman in Portland, Oregon. First name is Keaton. I won't tell you his last name. I'm sure he doesn't care, but I won't say it. may get harassed. Two years ago, I was a liberal. Your book, The Last Best Hope, changed my life. Today I have found the meaning of my life in the devotion to a loving woman, and I live my life with clear values and the determination to be a good and decent man. To the end of my life, I will defend my belief that Dennis Prager, you are a good and decent man. Thank you. Well, thank you, sir. The reason I read it to you is that it will change your life. Still the best hope. My book, it explains America, it explains the left, and explains Islamism. Islamism is opposed to all of Islam. Islamism, the, the desire to impose Sharia on non-Muslims, indeed on, on Muslims as well. But if you want to understand the left, that is my first choice. You will leave understanding. It is highly documented. And if you want to understand America and then why America is hated, I will also tell you that a book I wrote, let's see, how long ago did I write it? Almost 40 years ago, I started writing in my 20s, called Why the Jews, the Reason for Anti-Semitism. It's third edition. It has never been out of print. It's third edition. The latest edition, a few years ago, has a long chapter on anti-Americanism as a parallel to anti-Semitism. It is clear as a bell that that is correct. The the gentleman who uh, sat in for me, uh, Carl Jackson, uh, who was who's really good in, in Orlando, he sat in for me last week and he made a great observation about the parallels between anti-Semitism and anti-Americanism. People hate those who achieve. That's the law of history. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show. Everywhere I go, for someone Hello everybody, Dennis Prager here. I live in California. Has great weather. And a fair number of terrific people. Otherwise, the state, the dream state of the country, has been ruined by the left because everything the left touches it ruins. There is no exception to that. None. It is a, it's, it's all, it's a tsunami of destruction. Anyway, 
the governor, who's a leftist, decided that small businesses were doing too well, and we have to make sure that fewer of them survive, especially restaurants. So now they're, they're re-shut down. So all the food that they purchased in the course of the last few weeks of being allowed to have a few patrons will go to waste, and they will have lost even more money. They've rehired people. Those people will have no work, but they will still be paid, I don't know by in what way. There are a handful of people who have courage. One of them is Dr. Jeffrey Barkey. Dr. Barkey is a physician in Newport Beach, California. We both spoke a few weeks ago in Los Angeles at City Hall at a rally to open up the state. And Dr. Barkey... I salute you for your courage. If somebody would have told you five years ago, let alone 25, you would be a physician activist, what would you have said? (laughs) I'd say you're you're out of your mind. I just have a private practice. I'm happy doing what I do. And and have a nice day. I'll leave that up to Dennis Prager. (laughs) Yes, that's probably what you would have said. (laughs) Well, you see that? Uh, tough times create heroes. Anyway, what's your take on the uh, latest closing of California? Dennis, here's what the headlines should say, and they don't say. COVID deaths continue to plummet as, as expected, the number of cases rise. That's what we should be told. We knew this was going to happen. We counted on it happening. We closed the economy down for a while in order to maintain healthcare capacity. We expected, as we opened up our economy, that more people would be exposed, the number of cases would go up. And if you look at the CDC data, and I do this daily, deaths have dropped dramatically because we're better at treating it, we know how to treat it, and we're doing an excellent job. And then you mix in there, Hundreds of thousands of people gathered together all over the country protesting and rioting. And a few weeks after this, you see a spike in cases. Well, hello. No kidding. But we're being told that if we go out to restaurants, right, all restaurants yeah. that I go to, yeah. all restaurants are socially distancing. Most of them require masks. That's the problem, that we're going to restaurants and we're shopping, not that because thousands of people were gathering that's the reason why we see a spike. So the spike is nothing that should alarm anybody. It's We should not be feared by the spike. We know about this virus. Uh, younger people are fairly immune to it. We should do what every healthy society does. We protect the most vulnerable. We isolate those that are actually sick, and we allow the rest of us to go about our business with some common-sense precautions. Why aren't we doing that? It's frustrating. I want to scream. As a matter of fact, my voice is hoarse because I was screaming at the radio yesterday listening to you. And um, uh, it's just so frustrating for me to see see what's going on in our country. Are you getting feedback from physician colleagues? Yes, I am. You know, but here's the problem. Um, Physicians, just like anybody else, often are very scared. They're scared to speak out because they're worried, number one, what are their patients going to say? And number two, the various health associations that they have with hospitals and 
you know, many, many physicians now are employed by hospital groups. And so they have to be very careful about speaking out. So most don't, unfortunately. A few of us do, but most don't. You know, I was doing some research the other day, and I discovered that there were four signers, physician signers of the Declaration of Independence. You know, docs used to be involved in the liberty movement in this country. And, uh, and I think it's time that we step up and get involved again in trying to save, save our country. We're going to lose it if we don't. We're going to lose it. We can't just rely on the Dennis Pragers of the world. We need the average schmo to step, step up, to speak out, to be bold, to be courageous, and to push back and say no. Well, all right, I'm going to continue with Dr. Jeff Barkey in a moment. Physician who has stepped up to the plate. The spike is not because in California, it's not because of the rioting and protesting. It's because of restaurants. And people will vote Democrat. Now, speaking to a prominent physician in California, Dr. Jeffrey Barkey, is in Newport Beach, California, and he has been outspoken with regard to the panic and not to mention the abrogation of freedom and the destruction of the the lives of people who like own restaurants, nail salons, and the like. People who own these small businesses are not in the world of Gavin Newsom. So they mean they mean nothing to him or to the Democratic Party. The daily deaths. I'm looking at it, Doctor Barkey, and uh, there was a spike on um, June. This is, let's see, let me get the exact date. June 30th, 105 in California. That was the second highest ever. And on June June 29th, it was only 41, and it's gone back down to 83. I just want to say, uh, I want, again, you to explain why you think there was the spike. But I, I just want you to know, I did the math. I didn't do the math. The calculator did. I used the calculator to do the math. If 80 Californians a day died for a year, the death rate in California, ladies and gentlemen, would be 0.0006. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, You know, as you say, Dennis, first tell the truth, then you can give your opinion. We're not being told the truth. This virus, listen, this virus is deadly, especially if you're in a... uh, at-risk group, if you're above 65 years old, if you live in a nursing home, extended care facility, etc. But if you're younger, this virus is no more deadly than an annual bad case of influenza season. And that's the reality, and that's the truth. Deaths in less than 35-year-olds is tiny. It's like 0.8% of all the deaths are in people that are less than 35 years old. Less than 65, it only represents 19% of the deaths. We're, we're treating this, this is crazy town, this is politics, this is the politics of healthcare. I'm actually writing a book right now, maybe I'll ask you to write the forward to it or something, and it's going to be called something like... Only if you include my picture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my Prescription for Liberty, a physician's battle to spread the truth, and we're just not getting the truth. I'm okay with everybody's opinion, but tell the truth about this thing. And if you're in a high-risk group, it's deadly. If you're not in a high-risk group, it's not a problem. 
the spike in cases is because we've opened our economy. Um, people are now being exposed. You know, the average cases, people that are testing positive, and we can talk about testing and whether it's accurate or not, that's a whole other subject, but the average age of the people that are testing positive right now is in the mid-30s. Guess what the average age was of all these rioters and protesters? There weren't a lot of old people out there, and there certainly wasn't any social distancing. So this was a group of young folks that was out there rioting and protesting, and now we're seeing many of them test positive. And by the way, that's okay, because young people do incredibly well with this disease. It's, it's like having influenza, especially if you treat it. And boy, we can't even talk about treatment. First time in my career, every hydroxychloroquine prescription, I'm getting a phone call from the pharmacist for me to justify that prescription. It is crazy town. Never in my 20 plus career has a pharmacist challenged me on a non-controlled safe drug that's been around since the late 1950s, but now they're asking me to justify that prescription. And that, that is just unfathomable. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's nothing like I've ever seen before, which is why I'm speaking out, which is why I'm sharing my voice and trying to spread the message of truth far and wide. I read, uh, and I have it in my files, oh, months ago, that doctors themselves were buying up, the word used was hoarding, hydroxychloroquine. Are you familiar with that in any way? Oh, of, oh, of course. Yeah, of course. The same thing happened when, uh, when, when we were told that, uh, that influenza was going to you know, take over the world and, and people were buying influenza drugs, um, and this was a few years back. And so, of course, it's happening. I know doctors that are personally taking hydroxychloroquine in preventative doses, especially those that are working in the hospitals and they're constantly coming in contact with COVID-19. But you can't say that if a doctor speaks out and says that you're called you're called crazy. You're called like I am. I'm a quack. I'm not a real doctor. My license should be taken away. And my not only me, my family, my wife is attacked, uh, etc. Now we're coming up to how do we get the kids back in school? Oh, I don't know. Let's make a big political deal about this. Kids are at such low risk. A child has a 50 times higher risk of drowning than they do of dying from COVID-19. A child has a greater risk of dying in a car crash going to school than they do of COVID-19. But we're going to go through all these machinations. We're going to require kids to wear face coverings, which I think is tantamount to, to abuse, if you will. Um, and, and, and this is all being driven by union power and politics, not by healthcare, science, and the truth, unfortunately. Well, by scared teachers. By scared teachers, too. Absolutely. And their unions. That yes, that's why when you said unions, that's what I was thinking. America is not recognizable to uh, to those of us who are older and remember it uh, before. No, it's, it, it, it's it was not. The, land, the land of the, of the afraid. You know, you used to use this term, and I sort of agree and shrug my shoulders, and that, and that is we're, we're in a nonviolent civil war. You are absolutely correct. This is a civil war. It's a civil war for our country. It's a civil war for liberty. Thank God it's not violent. At least it's not violent on our side, uh, but it certainly is on their side. And, uh, boy, you know, they, they push us much harder. And, uh, 
and disaster is ahead. We, you know, we need to fight for our country, unfortunately, and we're doing so with our words right now. And, uh, and I hope that message gets out. Well, it is, and I'm going to re- refer to you again. Thank you, Dr. Barkey. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate it. A special man, a special doctor. The Dennis Prager Show. Put out your flag. Ne- never since uh, the re- revolution, uh, or for that matter, the Civil War, was putting out the American flag such a statement of your beliefs. So definitely get get a flag if you don't have one and put it out for July 4th. South Carolina, Connecticut, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Georgia, California, Ohio, New York. I, I like that. It's sort of like a game I play. Well, I have eight different states on eight different lines. Uh, Sean and I, we have a, it's a bet. We, we do betting on this. He, and uh, Sean is, is down a couple of thousand dollars at, at this point. It's uh, it's very sad. But, but I have no pity on him because you know, he, it's his choice to bet. Okay, for those of you who don't know, I made that up. Now, I didn't make up the states. So, uh, Peter in Brooklyn has a good question. Why is there COVID increase in states with no demonstrations? The only reason I'm not talking to you is to save time, but it's a very fair question. First of all, I don't know where there were states where there weren't demonstrations. Certainly, you're calling from New York. But let's say you're right. Let's say it happened. There is an increase. First of all, the obvious increase in cases is because we test more. I mean, that's so obvious that only the media for whom truth is is irrelevant, would not keep noting that. The more people you test, the more cases you'll have. Is that not obvious? Because so many people have it and don't know it. The great majority of people are asymptomatic or the symptoms are so mild, they don't even think they have COVID. All right? Number two, some of it has to do with uh, more people congregating. There's no doubt in my mind. That's correct. If I were a governor, I said this yesterday, if I were a governor, i say, ladies and gentlemen, we are opening up the state and there will be more deaths as a result. There are also more deaths as a result if we close down the state. And I have to weigh one problem against another problem or one tragedy against another tragedy. I will not induce more tragedy of suicide, addiction, uh, abuse, uh, an entire lifetime of savings gone in order to save 0.0006% of the population. Have a nice day. That's what I would say. I don't know one governor who said it. Some came closer. And I want to, want, want to remind you, Larry Elder's awesome, and I never use that word. It's a cliched but it's an awesome film. Uncle Tom. It's at UncleTom.com. And it's also up at DennisPrager.com. <laughs>